Hey guys, how's it going? This is Hub, and welcome back again to Teen Titans Wasteland. Hope you've been enjoying your summer. Is it summer? I don't know when the hell it is. Uh, I think last week's time travel episode messed with my brain. I'm pretty sure that it is not the Paleolithic era. Other than that, your guess is as good as mine. It's pretty nice out. I'm digging that. You know what else has been very nice besides the weather? You guys. That's right. You guys. There has been a very nice outpouring of support from you guys, and I really appreciate that. You are a wonderful listener base. Last week I mentioned that my wife set up a Patreon account for the podcast, and a bunch of you guys have contributed to it already. And thank you, and we've already started working on some of the extra bonus episodes that we're going to be doing, and the first one I'm really excited about. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm going to save it as a surprise, but... uh. If any of you are listening and have not already and would like to contribute to it, as I said last time, of course you are under no obligation to, but uh, if you would like to, then it is www.patreon.com backslash ttwasteland. And I'll probably put a link to it up on the Facebook page or something. But once again, thanks you guys. Another contribution that many of you have made is uh, I have a nice little stockpile of synopsis rhymes going. So let's tap into that and get this episode underway. Today's synopsis rhyme is submitted by Tony Ulibari. Probably mispronouncing it. Sorry, Tony. For pennies, black stars, and other topics, sit back and listen to the synopsis. It's a nice little uh, reference to uh, issue 26 of Teen Titans. Thanks, Tony. Teen Titans number 34, August 1971. Written by Bob Haney. Drawn by George Tusca. Inked by Nick Gardy. The Demon of Dog Island. Teen Titan Roll Call. Wonder Girl, Robin, Mal, Lilith, Speedy. Wonder Girl is vacationing on Dog Island, a bleak coastal island whose barren landscape is dominated by a spooky gothic mansion. Of course she is. What teenager wouldn't choose that as their spring break destination? As she heads towards the mansion, she is chased by semi-feral dogs led by Jed Jukes and his family, a group of xenophobic islanders who attack Donna and accuse her of witchcraft. I hope they're mentioned in the Dog Island tourist brochures. When she reaches the safety of the imposing manor, she is greeted warmly by a kindly old invalid woman named Magda Wickersham. Magda tells Donna that the Jukes are descendants of her family's servants and were granted the right to stay on the island many years ago. She asks Wonder Girl to end the evening the same way she has for the past few nights, by reading her a bedtime story in which a young woman kills her fiancé on the night before her wedding. Well, that doesn't seem like foreshadowing. Sweet dreams. Meanwhile, Mal, Speedy, Robin, and Lilith are on their way to the Wickersham mansion themselves. It seems that Lilith has been getting psychic flashes that Donna is in great danger. Lilith spots a cloaked figure on the dunes that she suspects might be Wonder Girl, but before they can investigate further, the Titans are attacked by some scythe-wielding members of the Juke family, who believe their colorful costumes are proof of witchcraft. I actually haven't heard a better explanation for Speedy's outfit. The teens make short work of the angry townies and proceed on to the Wickersham estate. When they arrive just before sunset, Donna insists that she is in no danger and that she hasn't left the house all night. Oh yeah? Then why is there wet sand on your boots, Donna? A suspicious Lilith decides to surreptitiously use her ESP to psychically snoop on her Amazonian teammate, but finds that a mysterious force is blocking her telepathic powers. That morning, the Teen Titans are charmed by the kindly Miss Wickersham and gratefully accept the offer to stay at her house for the next few days. She reveals that when she was younger... Her lover was tragically killed soon before their wedding, which makes her choice of bedtime reading seem a bit odd. That night, a concerned Lilith notices that Donna appears to be sleepwalking. 
When she attempts to follow the suspicious somnambulant, an unseen assailant bonks her over the head and knocks her unconscious. Well, the telepathic team is out cold. Somebody murders Mrs. Wickersham's cat. Damn. That got dark fast. I did not see that one coming. When Lilith is awakened by her understandably unsettled teammates, she tells them that she senses something very evil nearby. No shit, Lilith. You mean that wasn't a benign cat murderer? Just then, the teens notice that a sleepwalking Donna is down on the beach surrounded by a clan of hostile jukes. Jed Juke, the family's patriarch, has carved a special dog whistle that he designed to provoke the feral canines into attacking Wonder Girl. But when he goes to blow on it, the whistle starts spouting twigs and the dogs attack the Juke family, severely injuring Jed. The Titans intervene and manage to fend off the dogs. Mal, Robin, and Speedy carry the ailing Juke up to the Wickersham house to care for him. Lilith follows what she thinks is Wonder Girl and sees a cloaked figure arguing with what appears to be the ghost of a pirate. When she clears some sand from her eyes, both figures have disappeared. She staggers back to the house and finds that Donna is sleeping peacefully. That's a relief. But what's that lying next to the slumbering super teen? A cat-sized noose. That is some fucked up shit right there. Lilith brings this unsettling evidence to her teammates and shares with them her belief that Donna is possessed. Sure, why not? Lilith is certain that Donna is under an evil spell cast by someone who is themselves possessed by an evil spirit. The boys reckon the possessed possessor is probably Jed Juke, and they head downstairs to check on him. Rather than join them, Lilith decides to follow a crazy hunch. You know, as opposed to her well-reasoned and thoroughly researched possession theory. She sneaks into Magda Wickersham's room and tries to take a peek at the locket the genial geriatric is always wearing. But as soon as the telepathic titan turns her back, Magda awakens, her face contorted with a look of pure evil, and starts strangling the shit out of Lilith. You guys, I know this might sound crazy, but I'm starting to think Miss Wickersham might be the one possessing Wonder Girl. Fortunately, that pirate ghost guy we saw on the beach shows up and tells Magda to cut it out. Turns out his name is Gregory, and the two of them have a bit of history. He does whatever the phantasmagorical equivalent of bonking Magda over the head with a wrench is and knocks her out. Then he disappears. Meanwhile, the male titans are having troubles of their own. They find Jed Juke's unconscious body has been dragged down to the house's spooky basement and hung upside down, presumably for some kind of a ritual. The titans are trying to puzzle out who could have strung up the unfortunate Mr. Juke when a demonically possessed Wonder Girl shows up and starts attacking them. Well, that answers that question. The enchanted Amazon uses her newfound witchcraft powers to make her terrified teammates punch themselves. Good one, Donna. Just when things are looking hopeless, Robin manages to lash out and break a window. When the light from the rising sun hits Donna, she snaps out of it, reverting to her normal personality with no recollection of the events of that night. Good thing they were in one of those dim, dank cellars that had a bunch of windows. The teens decide not to tell Donna what happened while she was out of it, because that's kind of a Titan tradition. Lilith tells the rest of her teammates that after Gregory put his poltergeist whammy on the old lady, Lilith was finally able to read her mind. It turns out that Magda is over 300 years old. Her and Gregory were a young couple engaged to be wed. Unfortunately, the small European country they were from was lousy with demonoid witches who possessed innocent victims and spread their evil from century to century. Huh. I wonder which country that was. Liechtenstein? Sounds like Liechtenstein. Anyway, just before she was about to get married, Magda ran afoul of a dying demoness witch who possessed her and forced her to kill her fiancé. Dang! How did that demon pull off such a stunt? Easy. She used secret means. When the demon witch died, Magda took her place and presided over her evil ceremonies. When she was forced to flee, probably Lichtenstein, she had her house shipped to Dog Island and turned her followers into dogs for some reason. Now, the demonoid inhabited Magda is trying to pull the same shenanigans on Donna, 
and if Magda's body dies before the Titans can break the spell, Wonder Girl will be a witch or demon or something forever. Or something. But only at night, I guess, because by day, Wicker Sham is still a nice old lady with no knowledge of her evil ways. You'd think she must at least suspect that something's up, what with her being 300 and all, but nope. The Titans have until dawn to find the personal object of Donna's that Mrs. W has ensorcelled, or the spell will be complete. Dang. Lilith sure mind-read a buttload of exposition. After searching the entire house, Lilith finally looks inside that locket she was so keen to take a gander at earlier. Turns out, Wickersham was keeping a star from Wendy's uniform behind a picture of her dead boyfriend. Aww. Speedy shoots the star into the deepest part of the ocean and the spell is broken. Hooray! Miss Wickersham is released from her curse and dies peacefully, at last reunited with her beloved Gregory. The Teen Titans head home, leaving the Jukes as the proud owners of an island filled with transformed demon witch worshippers. Hooray! And joining us once again is my good-for-many-things brother, Cory. Cory, how's it going? It's going good. So, what'd you think? I enjoyed this issue. It was darker than I suppose I'm accustomed to. It was really a drastic tonal shift for it, especially considering that it's written by Bob Haney. I was not expecting that. I didn't know he had that kind of shit in him. Do <laughs> you think he had just seen uh, a, like a scary movie? or Maybe. I think we discussed yesterday the loosening of the comics code made mm -hmm. them able to do more horror things, and I think he was just kind of pushing the boundaries of that. Yeah, it went dark, and it was honestly spooky. Like, there, there were parts of it that I found genuinely frightening. Mm -hmm. And the the overall tone of it, we've seen him kind of go in that direction before. The gargoyle issue mm -hmm. had elements of that kind of like horror or dreamlike state that was unsettling. But I feel like this took it to another level. And just with the explicit demonic shit going on, it was trippy. Yeah. Uh, kind of, what would you say? Old world creepiness? Yeah. Yeah. This is what country do you think they were from? It's a small European country. That is overrun by demons. Well, I know what you think. I think it's Lichtenstein. I'm not sure why. I just got a, a Lichtensteiny vibe from it. Yeah. I don't know. I'm like, like maybe Portugal? More, no, like a more East, like a Romania. Okay, like Albania maybe. Transylvania. Oh, they're probably getting that Transylvania. Mm. But it's Lichtenstein. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So one of the things I want to tackle first of all, what the fuck was up with the Jukes? Like, why are they on the island? Because at first she said, like, oh, this island was founded by my great ancestor, Gregory Wickersham, and the Duke was his like, servant. Yeah. But that seemed like that was all bullshit when it was later on that she shipped everything to her island from when she was fleeing persecution for, you know, being evil and a witch. Well, she shipped the servants, too. Yeah, but... I thought all of her servants got turned into dogs, and why did they let the Jukes hang out there if she's evil? Like, I just couldn't figure out how the family of Jukes... It seemed like they were just kind of there to be a red herring. But I don't know why they... Like, are they like a whole family of low-rent Van Helsings who just go around and fight witchcraft with no, whatever I mean, sticks and shit they have around? I think that the simplest explanation here is is the most possible one, even though it's kind of stupid, but it's it's really just... Is, is that they, they were servants of her, and she had to flee, and her followers got turned into dogs, but they weren't followers, they were just like her servants. So she was like, you guys pack up every last stick of my house and put it on the boat, and then get on the boat, and then, then I'll see you guys on Dog Island. But then she just lets them stay there? Why doesn't she use them for her demonic shit? 
Because she is not demonic all the time. Okay, why doesn't she use them for her demonic shit at night? <laughs> Just really, there's no good... It's, I, I, what, what am I trying to do? I don't know. That's They're just there because they have to be there to move the story forward. And at the beginning, when she's she's not being her possessed self, she's like, oh, they're just ignorant, honey. Like, just feel sorry for them. That's yeah. They really need our pity, you know? That's the other thing. Like, what's up with Miss Wickersham? During the day, she's nice and kind old lady, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Does she not notice that she's 300 years old and most people aren't? I get the impression that, like, the possessed version of her and the, like, daytime version are totally different. Yeah. They they are. Okay. But the daytime version of her, who is a nice old lady... Doesn't know that she's 300 years old, or...? Yeah, presumably she knows that she's 300 years old. She's she, lived the daytimes of those 300 years. Dude, she's that, if you, she probably just forgot a lot of shit if you were that She old. is pretty old. That's 300, man. That's... Yeah, I guess. It's a house. It's a house that keeps her... Yeah, what the fuck alive. is the deal with the house? Why did she... That, they never even talked about, like, why... Yes, she had every stick of the house shipped there. Mm-hmm. Doesn't talk about why. Doesn't seem like, seem like the house has any, like, properties of being mystical stuff or anything just keeps people alive just she just like wait so you think the house is keeping her alive that's what they didn't they say that in there no i thought i thought i read that i could have fabric where do you think you read that what did somewhere in the comic book i didn't write the page down but they said that's why she had every stick of the house they never say why she had every stick they just say that she had every stick oh i'm gonna maybe i was just searching for a reason for her to still be alive at 300 well, I'm, I'm assuming that's because of, like, demonic witch shit. And there was also like, Robin's foreshadowing, like, way early on when he's like... <laughs> when he just makes a sad shit. face? No, when he's like, the architecture of that house doesn't make any sense. Like, it doesn't fit what would have been on this island. He, he's a history buff and an architecture freak. She was forced to flee her crimes. She shipped the house every stick and stone to America, here to Dog Island. Oh, the house has a spell that protected her, kept her alive for so long. I totally missed that. Bam. Corey, we, we must write this on our calendar. <laughs> you were correct, and I was mistaken. I know, I usually Good just Lord. Make, make that stuff up. Listeners, I'm sure you're as shaken by this as I am. It'll be okay. Forgive me for the, the uh, witches brewing beer and the... Oh, the up tin, is down, down the, is up. I need to go lie down for a minute. I remember things every now and then. <laughs> well done, Corey. And I'm sorry. Okay, I guess that explains that. I don't know what... it Does it explain at all why she had her followers turned into dogs? No, and the other thing that did trouble me about the Jukes brothers is that they are now the stewards of these dogs who are the yeah. followers of the lady, but they're the enemies of, of the, the lady. Yeah. Did they... have? Are they, as a family, just so dumb they never noticed that the dogs hated them? And That's are trying to kill them the whole time. <laughs> they do look really dumb. Yeah. There's a couple of specific panels in which, like, oh, that guy's making a crazy monster face, and he's not even part of the action. Mm-hmm. It'll just be like a crazy monster head up in the corner. Mm-hmm. George Tusca, I think, does a fantastic job with the art in this issue. Mm-hmm. Really fun, dark, gothic tone to it. Yeah, when Mrs. W is having her... Evil, I'm gonna. Kill oh man, things. that's some scary shit. That is some. That is some super, super creepy super shit. Creepy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there is also a not insubstantial amount of animal animal abuse, and <laughs> it's a difficult <laughs> word, Corey. It's, it's a difficult word. I know. 
There's so many aminals. <laughs> In the world. You just start you know, thinking about You know what animals like to eat? Hmm. Piscetti. <laughs> <laughs> there is not an insignificant amount of animal abuse in this issue. Oh, I'm glad you think it's funny. Oh. <laughs> it's just your, the face you made when you were concentrating on saying that word. Well, you know what? I pulled it off. You did? Thank you. Good job. Yeah. yeah. That when, shit was creepy as shit. I was... Uh, throughout the issue, Mal is like one of my favorites and it's just because he says shit that keeps cracking me up yeah but then the first scene where like the dogs start attacking everybody and he picks up a dog by the hind legs and is like swinging it around and hitting jukes with a dog yeah that's fucked up it is and like you know desperate times and whatnot but me i think that mal could maybe sense that those were transformed demon worshipers yeah because for whatever reason, I'm fine with him picking up, like, another dude by the leg <laughs> and hitting other people with him. Well, that's funny. Yeah, but a dog. Yeah, no, it, it was unsettling. Uh, but that wasn't a real dog. Mm-hmm. That, that was a, an evil asshole. Yep, dancing around a fire a couple hundred years ago. Yeah. Burning virgins. 200-year-old dog. Yeah, and did those guys just not notice that their dogs never died? They must be very stupid. <laughs> <laughs> They're drawn. They're... I I, yeah, I like the idea that like they are a super low rent family of Van Helsing's, who just like we must fight witchcraft wherever it appears, but we are super dumb and also we and we've just got a stick. We won't go in that house. No, it's scary. That's where the witches are that we would yeah. fight, but we're not and we're also there. not going to do anything to hurt the house. Yeah, because you know property laws. Sure, and also. The lady just is like, yeah, I let them live on this island forever. Yeah. In perpetuity. No reason. I'm nice when I'm not being a murderous demon. Oh, man. But the cat murder. I did not see that coming. That was really out of left field and really was just like, oh, shit, I guess anything could happen in this. And the fact that I know she was possessed, Wonder Girl murdered a cat. And made like a little device to do it, like a... Like a, it's a weird little cat noose. Mm-hmm. Stuck on like a crucifix-looking handle type thing? Yeah, they called it a gibbet, and I don't know what that is. I assume that means cat noose handle. Yeah. Okay. Which is fucked up. It is. I hope that they stick with their tradition of not cueing in the titan that doesn't remember shit, because if they're like... No, oh, no, oh, Wonder I'm Girl too. cannot know that she killed a cat. That would devastate her. Yeah. That was such a sweet kitten. Like, you see... The old lady petting it, and everybody likes the cat, and that is fucked up. It really did escalate the tone of the issue, but I did not approve of that happening. And <laughs> I was, Mal again comes around the corner. He's like, "Hey guys, oh shit!" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mal definitely had my favorite exclamations in this issue. Yeah. So why the fuck did Wonder Girl want to take a vacation to Dog Island to begin with? Uh. Nothing. And technically, I believe it is Dog Peninsula. Because it is accessible most of the time, and during low tides at least. Yeah, there's like a sand. By like a land bridge. Mm -hmm. So, Dog Peninsula, guys. I don't know why she's staying there. I don't know why the Titans are vacationing together near there before that happens. Yeah, it's a weird one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Staying at a coastal hotel. That they didn't invite Wonder Girl to with them. Yeah, well, no, she was probably like, hey, guys, I'm going to Dog Island. And they're like, oh, we like the beach, too. It's like going to, um, what's a coastal beachy, like, uh, New England? Block Island? 
Yeah, I guess I was thinking more like Martha's Vineyard, but that that sort of like there. Block Island's a lot like Martha's Vineyard. I don't know what that is. Oh, it's it's a place that's like Martha's Vineyard, but in Rhode Island. Oh, okay. So yeah, like that, and they're just like, yeah, we're gonna go to the, the beach. Okay, well we'll go we'll go to Provincetown. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, <laughs> where our colorful costumes will blend right in. Yeah, but they don't like it. They would much rather stay. In a creepy old mansion with a nice first. old lady that they flirt with. Not at first. Uh, Speedy was like, I want to go back and look at girls. Yeah, but that's because Speedy's an asshole. It, it, more and more, that is becoming canon at so, this so point. So did you take some uh, some pleasure in seeing him get clothesline? <laughs> <laughs> I totally did. The old ghetto clothesline trick. Yeah, that old chestnut. Yeah, so as the <laughs> teens are driving out to the Wickersham mansion, yeah, when they are first accosted by the Jukes, the Jukes put a clothesline down to just clothesline anybody who drives by and everybody ducks except for speedy who catches a, a chest full of clothesline and is knocked out of the car and has the wind knocked out of him and it was kind of funny <laughs> yeah he did not like and his reaction to it was pretty funny and mal's reaction to his reaction is pretty funny but we're going to talk about that in favorite dialogue <laughs> <laughs> did you have any kind of a clear idea on what gregory's powers were like, they talked about, like, did he just have regular ghost powers? <sighs> and Spanish pirate conquistador ghost pirate. <laughs> yeah, I said that already. The Spanish conquistador ghost named Greg. <laughs> this is all very historically confusing. Mm-hmm. So we talked a little bit uh, that Haney did a very good job establishing a very dark gothic tone. I haven't checked. I think this may be around when Dark Shadows was on and that kind of shit. And mm. it has that kind of vibe to it. But the details of it are typical Haney plot in terms of they don't make a ton of sense and there's a ton of extra twists thrown in that are really hard to keep track of. Mm-hmm. And I think that's more effective when it's a crazy, goofy story rather than a dark and gothic story. Yeah, this one read much more straightforward, even though it's kind of supernatural and stuff, but it was very much like a, but, this thing happened, yeah, thing happened, the other but, thing happened. But the aspects of all of the exposition that Lilith Mind reads at the end is just like crazy and convoluted and doesn't actually explain a ton because it doesn't make any sense. We don't know why Grigori has power over Magda sometimes, and as she's getting older, I guess the, she's getting weaker in her... It's, evil powers, yeah. So evil witch powers, and so now Gregory can overpower her. But why does Gregory have any powers? Like he's just a regular ghost, right? Yeah. And there, there's a bunch of that kind of stuff, and that like Lilith knows all of this weird lore about. Like even before she does the mind read thing, she's like, "This seems like one of those spells where this shit happens that is done by secret means." Yeah. And she uses the phrase "secret means" a bunch. Mm-hmm. She smells like. Uh, it was sulfur and flowers. Yeah. Gross. I think... I ever smelled My that suspicion that. is that, like, she's just saying she smelled that, but she had just been farting. <laughs> like, she ate some flowers, and then she farted. That's probably it. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. She's like, oh, what's that? Hmm, must be evil. No, you just ate some flowers, Lilith. Mm-hmm. And then you farted. Probably so. Anything else you wanted to touch on about the stuff before we uh, dive into the specifics? Well, I guess just getting back to the whole Gregory character, like, I had a note here that I was like, man, that is one patient 
ghost. You think about well, it. What else is he going to do? I don't know. Find a different spirit to go. He's got right. unfinished business, Corey. Yeah, no, that's how that's ghosts work. Maybe time is different. When you're a ghost? Yeah. I, I bet it is. It is really unsettling, too, though, the, like that nobody said shit about when... Yeah, she has Wonder Girl read her this story about how about this lady who killed her fiancé on the night before their wedding. And then she's at breakfast, she's like, Oh, yeah, no, I, I was engaged once, but my husband died right before our wedding. I think she doesn't remember, because that was part of the possession. No, she says that when they're at breakfast. Does she say that she killed him? She doesn't say that she killed him. She says he died right before their wedding. Yep. Whether she killed him or not, I don't think she would see that that story was spooky fun as she claims when she wants Wonder Girl to read it at the beginning of the book. And Wonder Girl, I think, would just be like, that's really creepy that you have me read that story all the time if that's what happened to you. Um, yeah, I don't disagree with that. Good. <laughs> yeah, and, and I talked, I think, a little bit about just, like, they go and find Jukes and he's tied up in the basement and then they break a window. It's like, why does the basement have a window? Mm. It's a dank, dark cellar. You described it that way. Yeah. And then, uh, why did you have it happen in the basement, then, if you want to have a window be broken? Why don't you just have it in, like, the pantry, or the foyer, or the the ballroom, or the conservatory? It's, um, all good questions. All good rooms that potentially would have windows, mm-hmm. unlike a basement. Yeah, and also, why, I guess it was like it was painted shut or something, because only in its breaking did it... Not painted shut, but, like, painted opaque. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I hadn't even thought of that. Yeah. Good point. Could have been (laughs) any painted window. Yeah. Oh, maybe a stained glass. That's fancy. That's a nice window. Yeah. Okay. So, what was your favorite panel? Uh, A couple to choose from. Mm Mm-hmm. But they... And they both fall into kind of, like, funny and then... But... Or or just, like, action. In the, the top two is one is funny, one is action. And uh, on page nine, I called it Surprised Mal. And it's the one where they hear the noise. And he, he wakes up in bed. And he's like, what? <laughs> All right. And you know that one? The look on his face. I'm going to go take a look at it. It reminded me again of those, like the voice of that one. <laughs> yep. No, that is good. They, Tuska does a really nice job of capturing a surprised expression on Mal's face in that he one. He looks scared, too. Like yeah. Scared and surprised and just freaked out. And the other Titans are like, what? Well, he's woken up by a noise that goes, He's like, oh shit, do we have to raise another caveman? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, speaking of which, shouldn't they have Gnark in in tow? Uh, Gnark's probably hanging out with Kid Flash, they're besties. Oh. He's left him back at the hotel. Well, his name is John Gnark and he lives at Jupiter Labs. That's struggling (laughs) to stick into it. It's just as an aside. Like, this whole thing is surrounded by water, and whenever there's issues where there's lots of water stuff, I do Yeah, that. what I, the fuck? Why not just give the kid Aqualad a cameo? Yeah. I don't know. Weird. Um, okay, so th- that's the funny one, Surprise Mal. And then the other one is page 15, and uh, I just call... I called it Witchcraft. And it's the one where... Um, where Wonder Girl is at the top of those basement stairs. and, and Oh, and saying, uh, oh, it yeah. It looks like she's saying it, which would have been way cooler, but <laughs> it's Robin, as always. Yeah, it is. Like explaining what's going on. <laughs> but she's got her hand cast forward, and it looks like there's this giant, like, blast of energy radiating, radiating away from her. Yeah, she looks like she's pulling some Dragon Ball Z shit on, on her pal. It's pretty fucking badass. And, no, that is, that is a really nice panel. God, I had a difficult time choosing. One of them I had was on page 10 when Jed Jukes is trying to blow the whistle 
and it is spouting new twigs out of it. And he he says, It's spouting more witchcraft! And he just looks so surprised and dismayed as he is trying to play a little whistle. Mm-hmm. And it's a really combination of horror and comedy in that one that I really enjoy. Another one is, I think we talked about it very, very briefly, the, I called it, Strangle Strangle! Uh, and it is when Magda is trying to strangle Lilith, and the look of pure evil on Magda's face. That's scary shit. They did a really good job with that. Yeah. I'm surprised you picked that. Like, it's well depicted, but it's, it's pretty creepy. It is creepy. The other two favorites that I have. I, I picked four. We're doing a real reversal here. I got, I got a couple more. Sure you do. I do. There's one that I call Monster Juke Face, <laughs> which is on page 11. <laughs> yeah, there's this dude making that one of the jukes as Jed Juke is being attacked by the dog and is yelling, Stop ye, son of Satan! Uh, and another juke is yelling, The dogs, they've gone kill crazy! There's this one juke that's in the corner and he's making the craziest cross eyed face. It's yeah. really bizarre. It's pretty bad. He's got almost a Castle Freak aspect to his. Oh, yes. Countenance. Have you seen Castle Freak? Yeah, we saw that together. Oh, we watched that with... I couldn't remember if you were there. Yeah. That was a fucked up movie. And then the the other one that I that I had is Robin being very Robin-y. This is page eight, and I called it Brooding Robin. I called it Skeptical Robin. <laughs> <laughs> but all of the other Teen Titans are talking about how much they like this nice old lady. Yeah, he's literally the only one not saying a nice word and just kind of looking like... Wonder Girl says... How about it? Isn't she a great old gal? Mal says, yeah. Lilith says, amazing. And Speedy says, groovy. And Robin says, mm. He doesn't say anything, but his face says, mm. I think that's his reaction whenever anybody asks if he likes somebody. Yeah, on that same page, there was another that was in the running, and it's at the bottom. Oh, the frolic? Like, yeah, Joyful Titans, I call Yeah, them. they are all frolicking in the ocean, and it is very cute. So, what was your favorite dialogue? Well, first of all, I think Mal punctuates his sentences and his statements with um, the word man in this issue more than I've noticed before. It happens probably like five times. And oh. I, I wrote down a bunch of those just because it started cracking me up. Like he says at one point, bad scene, man. Uh, another point he says, wild, man. Man, it's weird. <laughs> man, what was that? So I liked all that a lot. But uh, Magnus saying uh, something to the effect of love. I've never loved anyone. Hate, sweet, hot hate is all I exist for. Yeah, no, that that was pretty good. I have uh, a Mal one as well. And I discussed it earlier. It's after Speedy gets hit with the clothesline from the car. And he says, what happened? Feels like my chest was seared with a power line. And Mal says, cool guess, Ace Archer. (laughs) Now let's get out of here before any more creeps decide we'll make good gull bait. The whole thing's great, but I really like just starting that off with, cool guess. Um, I really like, it's like, oh, cool story. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, it it just sounds so dismissive, and I love that. It's like the proto version of that, that cool story, bro. Yeah, totally. The other one I have is also Mal, and it's on page 17. It's after Lilith shares her theory that Mrs. Wickersham is the witch. And Mal says, Miss Wickersham, a witch? You gotta have flipped your conk, Lilith. Mm-hmm. I think that's terrific. Good. 
So, who was your favorite Titan? I had two choices again for this. And, okay. Um, the first one, just because his reactions and his dialogue was, I think, the best is Mal. Okay. Good um, call. And then uh, the second one I had was Lilith. Right. She really basically drove things forward throughout the whole issue with all her kind of supernatural knowledge. Yeah. And also at the end, as you called out, for her keen uh, mind-reading exposition, which... Yeah. She really saved the day with that. Might not have made sense all the way, but without it, it would have been an even more kind of convoluted uh, yeah. thing to sort out. Yeah, my choice is Lilith. Although, man, I think Mal might have edged her out for me if he hadn't swung around a dog by its legs. Uh, yeah, that bummed me out. When they fought the dogs later, they just threw a net on them. Yeah, and where'd that net come from? I think they always keep a net around just in case they need to fuck with Aqualad. Because that's like his God, kryptonite, is a net. Oh, he hates that. And I, I really do think that, like, just like, well, we're going near the ocean, maybe he'll show up. If he does, I'm going to throw a net on him. Because they're dicks. They like hazing him. Yeah, they do. I think Speedy probably brought a net so that he could fuck with Aqualad. Mm. Speaking of the marine team, mm. what do you think Aqualad's probably up to? I, I haven't researched this as thoroughly as I, I normally do, but oh. I do know that this point in time, which is August of, of 71, The Exorcist was on the bestseller list. I wonder if that was actually inspiration for this That's, comic book. Yeah, I was actually going to bring that up when we were talking, but then I didn't want to talk about probably up to, which oh. is hanging out reading The Exorcist, because he needs a break you know what? all this stuff that's been going on. He actually does, and you are, strangely, 100% correct. Mm. He is sitting at home, reading a good book, happens to be The Exorcist. That's probably why he didn't show up in this issue. He's engrossed. Engrossed and also scared. And was like, I don't, I don't want to go to the creepy place. Yeah, why would you? There's like demons and shit there. Mm -hmm. he, I mean, it takes place on an island, so I think he probably had some idea that that shit was going down. It was just like, yeah, later guys. They've probably got a net. Mm -hmm. No thanks. Also, he may have at this point gotten word that that wasn't Ding Dong Daddy Dowd that he killed. That it was Jim Morrison. He's trying to lay low. He's <laughs> trying to lay low. Like, that guy was kind of famous. Man. Yeah, I'm just going to chill out and read this book. Uh, damn. I feel bad about this shit. Aqua, don't feel bad about it. He was a terrible guy. Killing Jim Morrison is a victimless crime. <laughs> well, not technically. <laughs> nope. Victimless crime. And also, he was going to die anyway. Don't worry about it, buddy. You, you put him in a bathtub. You thought it had revived him. Not your fault. Beaky's fall. Yeah, blame the bird. I, I just did. Yeah, no, I'm just I'm reinforcing your point. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. A, I'm like yeah, a, no. a henchman. I'm being like, yeah. Yeah, oh, well, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> but <laughs> you're, you're a real lesser juke. Thank you. <laughs> exactly. Well, yep. thank you so much, everyone, for joining us on this, our 38th episode. As I said, we've gotten some really... I'm, I'm just going to give a little list of all the people that have... It's only been up a couple of days, and so far we've received Patreon donations. I'll, I'll just give the first names, because in case people want to stay anonymous. But uh, we received uh, donations from Joel, Dylan, Michael, Jennifer, Alex, Trey, Valerie, and Jeff. And wow, thank you so much, guys. The The podcast already have way more listeners than I ever thought that I would. And as, as wonderful as that's been, it has actually necessitated that I pay more money for the broadband that I use for it and that is covered now uh, I am no longer losing money by doing this and that means a lot to me and 
your support means a lot to me too. And thank you for writing in and telling me that you like the show. If you'd like to donate, and again, totally don't have to. Thank you. Please. There were no picket signs in that issue, Corey. There weren't, and perhaps I have abused the uh, ham horn, air horn. You have. It is a sacred trust, Corey. But I also wanted to echo Hub's thank you of everybody who donated. It took me a while to find the app while he was doing that. Sorry for the interruption. You are not sorry for the interruption, and that is not how we use that. Corey, I'm taking that away from you. Hey, that is for picket signs and picket signs only. I have my phone back, please. No, you may not. <laughs> As I was saying, thank you so much. If you would like to donate to the site, you can through www.patreon.com backslash ttwasteland. I'll put a link for it up on Facebook. And please just uh, drop us a line. We'd love to hear from you. ttwasteland at gmail.com. And check out the Tumblr blog at ttwasteland.tumblr.com. I put up some pictures of Gnark and his transformation for last week, and I'll put up some pictures from this one as well. And yeah, check out the Facebook page, and thank you so much. If, by any chance, you are also fans of NBA basketball and want to hear me yammer on about that, uh, me and my friend Ellen started doing a podcast called It Was a Good Game, Both Teams Played Hard. And we've only got one episode up so far, but I think by the end of the week I'll have three or four up. I'm just behind on my editing of them. Um, and you can check that out, too. That's on iTunes. Thanks so much. This was fun in a dark, spooky way. Enjoy, enjoy. Goodbye. Yeah. Goodbye, us, everyone. And they knew it.